Hello, and welcome to Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, where saving marriages, saving families, and saving souls is the flavor of the day. Now, let's join our host and author of Marriage Unchained, Catholic Alpha Radical, Jerry Jacobs, Jr. Hello, and welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, baby, the podcast that helps you fix your Catholic marriage while also giving you winning tactics for marriage problems, girlfriend problems, and intimacy problems for men. But moreover, well, my main mission is to keep you out of divorce courts. And for Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, divorce combat coaching is the flavor of the day, while also helping men understand marriage and courting, not dating, in the Catholic faith. Why? Because dating is for sex and courting is for marriage. In this 153rd episode, The Lie from Hell, your kids will survive your divorce and the 12 reasons they won't part two plus live phone call from you answering your marriage and crisis questions so get in that queue don't wait for some resolution to your marriage confusion And right off the bat today, we have a caller. So I'm going to do a quote of the day and then the short break, and we will be back to take our first caller. So, quote, too many married people expect their partner to get that which only God can give, namely an eternal ecstasy. If man or woman could give that which the heart wants, he or she would be God. Wanting the ecstasy of love is right, but expecting it in the flesh, that is not on pilgrimage to God is wrong. The ecstasy is not an illusion. It is only the travel folder with its many pictures urging the body and soul to make the journey to eternity. If the first ecstasy reaches its climax, it is an invitation not to love another but to love in another way. And the other way is the Christ way. End quote. Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen, book three, To Get Married. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me to help you in yours. Get live Catholic marriage help Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern, for some resolution to your marriage confusion. All right, all right. We are back in this early morning on a Thursday on the Catholic Alpha Radical Live show. We got a, a tough show today. We're going to do part two of uh, Kids Surviving Divorce. So before we do that, let's get to our first caller of the day. Let me pull him up or her up. Hopefully my technology is acting like it's supposed to. So let's do this. If you can't hear me 
out there, let me know. But I think you should be. Hello. 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 How you doing, brother? Pretty good. It's your favorite caller from the south. That's right. That is my favorite caller from the south. <laughs> How you hey, doing? Yes, we sir. have something in common to talk about what you're talking about today. Mm -hmm. My parents have uh, been civilly divorced since 1988. Wow. So that's like you being 57 years old. It still has a massive effect on our family. And I'll give you an example. My brother stopped talking to my mom consistently, the one that's the uh, Catholic theologian in 1985. It's been a very tumultuous relationship with me and my mom since then. Yeah. So son number two is gone. She's fighting all the time with my sister now, which is child number three. So after my sister, that only leaves one left. So it has a massive effect, but uh, I wanted to give you an update on something from what you've done, at least to help perpetuate in my life a better prayer regimen. I was in the middle of prayer when you uh, um, pushed the button to have me come in. <laughs> yeah. If it wasn't for me praying the rosary consistently, I wouldn't be able to go in front of the judges and use the Bible against them. And I had the judge telling me the last time I was in her courtroom, you're not going to tell me what to do. When I was reading off the revised statutes, you know what that I was means? reading off the revised statutes that Hold says, "Hold on, you know what that means?" When they say, "When they," she said, "You ain't gonna tell me what to do." That means you ain't God ain't gonna tell me what to do. That's what she's saying. Well, I took it as just like when that guy threatened me the last time I talked to you. He threatened me. Says you don't intimidate me. He said, "Yeah, I do." And actually what the judge is saying, God, I hate it when this guy does this to me. Right. He's going to make me do my job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what it was is I read the law to her. The three statutes are laws in Kentucky. She didn't like it. And Jerry, I've been sitting waiting every day to go to the dreaded mailbox for my divorce decree. And I still have not received it. Not to say I can't get it today. But I think we're at a stalemate because I think, in my opinion, and this may be arrogant on my behalf, I think God has stepped in and said, enough. You come from a broken family. Your wife comes from a broken family. Jerry comes from a broken family. Your daughter came from a relationship out of wedlock. Your wife's two daughters, the first one came from a relationship out of wedlock. I'm tired of this. And I'm going to use Scott as my example. And I'm going to make him the stalwart to start promoting marriage at all costs in front of people. Even if it means, you know... He spends the rest of his life alone. So, man, I got and a I question. I got a question. What's that? You, when you guys are in court, is your wife right there? No, she's only been there twice. Once I didn't know about. That's when that lawyer pulled a real shifty move and didn't let me know there was a hearing being held. So they put out an order to uh, put the uh, restraining order back in place, which had no legal merit. I honestly think the one time I wife was in there she saw me the only time she's ever complimented me is when i had my dress blues on and seven years of being together that's the only time she ever complimented my appearance that i remember so why won't so she got I to mean, see me in my guys, dress blues if you guys are in, in in the front of the judge in the in divorce uh, even if once why won't why won't she just why won't you guys just talk to each other i know you can't do it inside the court but like why can't you guys just talk to each other because um can I make an analogy that will help your clients out and prospective clients out? Yeah. Everybody loves brownies for the most part, right? Would you agree with me? Yeah. 
Well, I'm the dry bulk chocolate that has no taste. And it's real accurate if you were to put a scoop of that in your mouth. Would you agree? Yeah. Okay, my wife's the eggs. Nobody likes to eat slimy, gooey eggs except boxers. They'll eat them raw. Nobody else does. Mm-hmm. God's the water that goes into the batter to blend it together, and the kids are the oil. They're the part of life that bl- um, binds everything together. And we've got three kids between the two of us, and we're just acting like Shadrach, Mishrach, and Abednego, and I'm in the oven screaming all the time. So when I used to scream at my wife, it's because I'm in the oven, and I don't want to be in the oven. It's because I didn't put my trust in God. Yeah. All right. And on the other side is a happy marriage. And I guess what I'm saying is when we come out of the oven baked and it's all fresh and good, everybody loves fresh brownies. But my point is this. I'm not anything. It's just dry chocolate powder. It takes my wife, kids, but most importantly, God being the water, because God is the water and everything. You could even use it with the uh, example of coffee. Coffee's not coffee until you blend it with hot water. Yeah. And notice how a a soft egg, which is my wife, becomes hardened when it's boiled with water. And the pasta, which was me, which was hardened, becomes soft with hot water. All God's asking us to do is to be like the coffee grounds. Yeah. I just like the brownie uh, analogy better. But that's partly, I think, the problem, Jerry, is most of us don't realize as a man, if we put our ego aside and we constantly make it about God, he's going to tell us to constantly love our wife. And then like you always talk about, God gives back tenfold. Well, guess who else takes what's given to her and multiplies it times 10? A wife does. That's right. That's right. So I can go out and dur, 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 bring her money to go buy groceries, but she's the one that prepares the meals. All right, man. And I'm just saying that's, Part of what's missing. I just wanted to leave it off with that, and hopefully it's a good uh, start to your show. Yeah, <laughs> always, brother. Hey, thanks, man. Have a good weekend. All right, All right. All right bye. Bye-bye. If you're getting value from this caller of the day already, that's always a good thing. Always a good thing. But now let's get into the nitty gritty. Man, this is a tough show, y'all. This is a tough show for me because I understand what uh, Scott was saying, too. You know, his his parents have been divorced since 1988. And they still and things still ain't right. And I know a lot of you got to have divorced parents, too. And, and no matter how you want to look, you want to try to you want you like to think that it's OK. But it, but you, when you look at it, really analyze it, man, are you and your siblings really all right? Just think, especially if you got siblings, you guys don't talk to each other, really. You know, because when your parents break up, then the kids kind of break up too. the family just kind of goes, whoop, you know, and but people when you're going through hell, a lot of times you don't know you're in hell. You don't really realize it. And when the family, when your family, our families break up, man, we think, you know, we're like roaches and rats, right? We'll adapt. But we don't really realize how bad it really is until years and years and years later. So with that being said, Mr. J.R. Harrison says, uh, children are born with an inherent need for a mother and father. 
remove or separate one of or both, then troubles ensue. Amen, brother. Amen. That's exactly what's happened. It happened to me. Listen, my mother and father, when you know, they weren't the closest, but they, you know, they argued and fought. We, they got my my mother and father got married at sixteen and eighteen. So my mother had me when she was sixteen years old. She missed her prom. She missed her. She missed high school. You know, she missed, uh, you know, my father was already 18, but he, you know, he had to go out and get a job. My parents, my grandparents on both sides kind of encouraged my mother and father to get married. Now, a lot of you might say, well, you shouldn't really force nobody to get married. But see, back then, and I think it should be now, if you man enough to have a child, you man enough to be married. And but what you need when you have marriage is you need you need supports a support system like right now a lot of your a lot of you guys that listen to this podcast your wife wants to leave you or divorce you or has asked for a divorce or you have a marriage problems but you know why she's so she's so bold in her actions because she has a support system she can walk she can look at any tv show she can go outside her door she can go to work she can go to church she can do whatever she wants go to grocery store and her friends they're all support her they all support her. Like, yes, girl, be a strong woman. Be strong. You don't need him. But see, back in the old days, you're both, you're, her, if you had a baby, your mother, your father, your, your, and the, the girl's mother and father were encouraging. Everybody else would encourage you to get married. And then they would try to support you and help your marriage grow. Because we all know, we all know that when you marry somebody, at first you don't love them as nearly as much as you love them after 20 or 30 years if the marriage is even kind of a mediocre marriage, right? You know, the love, you don't really truly know what love is when you first get married, but as you get married and you learn that person, you accept that person for who they are and they accept them for who you are, you do things for each other, you, you reciprocate the love for each other, all of a sudden you look up, 20 years later, 30 years later, and you love that person more than you ever thought you could love anybody, you know, and this is what is the key. But today, today, your wife, this is why if you, I try my best to get you guys to understand. Oh, I got another caller. Boy, we are kicking today, y'all. Listen, y'all, I am not going to do a part three of this show. <laughs> So we're going to get this done today, okay? Oh, my collar hung up. Oh, that's messed up. That's messed up. That's okay. That's all right. Um, hey, maybe it was a, a glitch or something. I don't know. But hey, so what I was saying is, you know, your wife has a lot of support, you know, and then you as the husband, you might be an Orthodox Catholic or Orthodox Christian or just a man that wants to save your marriage and your family. You have no support. You have none. That's why it's hard for me to get guys to join my program because they don't really know how their life is going to change once they join this join the pro ride because they have now a support system. They have other men that is there are other strong men who are on the same mission as them. I don't want to lose my family. I don't want to. I messed up in the past. I know that. So I'm correct myself and I'm gonna get this together. But guys just don't understand that when they first come to a coach that the coach really wants to help them. He really does. But you, you have to allow that, that person to help you. Okay. 
And so, again, your wife has a support system, gentlemen. This is why you can't lead your family like your father's father and your father's father's father, because women have too many other outlets. And this is why you have to engage more of Christ in your home and understand what the leadership and serve means, you know, and then you, you keep that emotional connection with your wife. And then that trumps all other stuff. Once your wife, if your wife really knows you love her, which is not your mouth moving, it's actions, is your actions over years, then your wife won't care what a divorced woman says to her. Matter of fact, she'll tell that woman, that woman won't even talk to her like that because your wife will be strong in her husband, strong in God and strong in her family. And she feels like she's supported. Like she's not going to listen. She's not going to leave her family. Uh, and be miserable like a divorced woman or a single woman. You know, being single ain't all that either. We all know that, but everybody tries to act like being single so great. It ain't great. It ain't great. I was single too. I hated it. <laughs> I hated it. You know, I always, hey, y'all, I always had me a woman. <laughs> always had me a woman, baby. <laughs> I don't play that single stuff. That single stuff is, is for the birds. <laughs> so with that being said, you know, let's review yesterday. What we went over yesterday, real quick, and I'm not going to go over that because we we knew with number five, and we're gonna we're gonna just go over a couple of important things. If you want to know the whole show that we did yesterday, you know, just go on the Catholic Alpha uh, Radical Life um, uh, YouTube channel, and it's right there. Hit the live button, and there it is. I don't like sending people to my um. I really don't like people sending people to my YouTube channel. I really like sending people to my blog, but which is CatholicAlpha.com. But the key, the problem is this show is these two shows won't be up on my blog until um uh uh my blog was um uh won't be up till next week, right? So I don't want to send you there and then the show's not there. Okay. Um all right, so fellas. I'm so glad y'all are here today. So we got 40 minutes, so let's rock this, okay? Let's rock this. I hope y'all have a good time. All right, so next. Oh, I have a comment. Comment says, Larry, joining Jerry's program was one of the best decisions I've made. Thanks to God, he led me to Jerry through the Holy Spirit. Thanks, Jerry. Oh, thanks, Larry. Larry. You my dude. You my dude. Thanks, man. Okay, so now, so why do people say children will look will be okay in divorce? Well, to make themselves feel better about their selfishness, right? That's what we talked about yesterday. Next question. Why are kids the most important until the parents want a divorce? Easy, because the kids never were and never should be the most important in the family in the first place. Okay? It should always be, if you're a wife or, or, or a husband, your priority should be to make God happy. Get the grace because you need that grace from God, especially if you're a man. You did not create a great marriage. God, through his grace, helped you create a great marriage. OK, if you don't take advantage of that grace, then your wife becomes uh, uh, rebellious. Your kids become rebellious. Man, if you just think about what I'm saying, dude, it is so true. If it's logically makes sense. OK, next. Um, according to Christ and his church, what are the only acceptable reasons for separation in marriage? Well, um, infidelity and physical abuse. Okay, this those is the only, uh, the only uh, 
things, the only reasons you can separate from your spouse, according to God and his church. Okay, so stop. People think I can do what I want, how I want, what I want. I got free will. Sure you can. Oh, my God, you can do whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. But guess what, Mr. I'm my own God? You're going to have consequences. You're going to have consequences. That's why God is not going to make you obey. He's not going to. Because why? Because God knows the true love of God is our obedience to him. Because we understand he's our creator and he knows what's best for us. But, hey, you can, you and Satan, y'all go have a party. That's how I look at it. You and Satan, y'all go have a party. And I'm going to hang out over here with, with, with St. Michael and, and, and the Blessed Mother and St. Joseph. <laughs> you know, I'm going to hang out over here. You know, because that is, is how you survive this, man. Really, your will is not God's will. And until you bend your will to God's will, your life, just think your life will be inappropriate. If we just think about it, think of all the all the times we we went against God's will for us. How did that turn out? It didn't turn out good, but evil always sounds good at first, don't it? Evil always sounds good at first. Then you get in the middle of it, Satan got your soul. Now what are you going to do? Okay, next. Okay, so what we're going to do is real quick again, like I did yesterday to get us in the mood and, and let you know what Christ and his church really believe about divorce is in the, the, Catholic, the um, Catechism of the Catholic Church, which is sacred tradition. Again, you have sacred scripture, which is the Bible, which is scripture. Then you have sacred tradition, which is the church and the catechism. All right. So I advise everybody to not just read scripture because scripture is hard to analyze. People think, well, I can, I know what it's saying. No, you don't. That's why Christ left the church. The, Christ left the church behind to carry on his mission and gave the church authority, the Catholic church, authority to interpret scripture so that everybody is on one accord in the world. All right. So this is why you have the catechism of the Catholic Church and you have all these doctrines and scrolls that the Catholic Church has, has accumulated over over uh, over 2000 years, over five or six thousand of them. See, this is what I'm saying, man. You know, Billy Balls, Billy Balls Baptist Church on the corner of 22nd and Meridian don't have scrolls. <laughs> he don't. He doesn't. He's not guided like that. He doesn't have the experience of 2000 years of the of evil and what that means to us see and this is why i i i'm catholic i'm catholic because if i just look at it and i look at it and i and i analyze it man it doesn't make sense to be anywhere else okay so the catechism of the catholic church says which is christ church says divorce is a grave offense against the natural law it claims to break the contract to which the spouses freely consented to live with each other till death. Divorce goes injury. I'm sorry. Divorce does injury to the covenant of salvation of which sacramental marriage is the sign. Contracting a new union, even if it is recognized by civil law as to the gravity of the rupture. The remarried spouse is then in a situation of public and permanent adultery. 
If a husband separated from his wife approaches another woman, he is an adulterer because he makes that woman commit adultery. And the woman who lives with him is an adulteress because she has drawn another's husband to herself. Divorce is immoral also because it introduces disorder into the family and into society. This disorder brings grave harm to the deserted, per to the deserted spouse, to children traumatized by the separation of their parents and often torn between them. And because of its contagious effect makes, which makes it truly a plague on society. Gentlemen, how much more direct, how much, much more description of the effect of divorce on kids do we, do we have, even have to go? Do we even have to go? It's it's terrible. And and look, uh, even if, you know, just look at this as an eye-opening thing. Don't look at this as a judgment against yourself. Just look at this as, hey, man, I know now. I know the deal. So this makes me want to fight harder for my marriage, fight harder for my children. Okay? When I tell you guys stuff, guys stuff, it's not to make you feel bad. I mean, we all feel bad enough during the day, right? <laughs> we all we all feel we all feel bad enough during the day, right? But that's but you know what? When the truth hits you in the face, the true love of God means or says a real man must accept the truth no matter how much it hurts. Why? So that you can use that truth to become holy, right? Okay, so after the break, y'all, we're going to jam and we're going to get we're going to start with number. Uh, we're going to review numbers one through five and then get deep down and dirty on um, on uh, number six all the way up. All right. So hang with me. Bam. Get live Catholic marriage help Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern live streamed on YouTube, Rumble, Facebook and CatholicAlpha.com. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So, for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. All right. Hey, 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 hey. We are back. We are back. So let's do this, okay? Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let me get my thing back up here real quick because I was researching something. Okay. So the top reasons children will not survive divorce. 
It's why is it a lie from hell? It's a lie from hell because people inherently, even if they're even if they're demonically, look, how can I say this? Even if they're demonically oppressed, have a certain soft spot for children, right? So if Satan can get people to rationalize that if we split up because we're we're quote unquote arguing, we can't get along, and that's the main reason folks split up. You know, they go ahead and divorce. You know, um, they do that. Is if we can, if I can, as a parent, if I can rationalize to myself that my kids would be okay, then I'll most of the time go ahead and 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 um, divorce if this is what I really think I really want to do. Women too. Women will stay together a lot longer for the children than a man will. Okay. Um, and, and if you as a, as a, a man can un- know that, you know, then it makes things a little, it lets you analyze yourself a little bit better. Another thing too, people should say, well, you shouldn't stay together for the kids. That's another lie from hell, ain't it? That's another lie from hell. People think they mean, people think that they're, they're helping you, but they're not helping you. Giving you an excuse to rationalize your evil or rationalize your selfishness or rationalize your comfort that is not helping you. Suffering is what helps us. Think about it. In your life, every, all the pleasure you do of playing golf, of going fishing, of going on vacation, of um, going to, uh, you know, hang out with your buddies and stuff. What do you learn from that? What do you learn from stuff like that? Playing video games and watching movies and eating popcorn. You know, what do you learn from that? You don't learn a damn thing. But when God allows suffering in your life, you learn a lot, don't you? That's why you listen to this podcast right now. You're not listening to this podcast because, oh, Jerry's such a great guy. I love him so much. Oh, all this information he has is so beautiful. Oh, oh, no. You're listening because your butt's in pain right now and it hurts. And you're trying to do everything you can as a man to get this right. Right? We never learn anything when we're in, when we're in, when we're effeminate. Effeminate means attached to pleasure. We never learn anything. So this is why God sends pain in our lives when we start when our soul starts to move too far away from Him. He sends pain in our lives so we get our act together. Okay, don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. Uh, okay. So another thing. Um, next. So here we go. So I want to say. The top things that children would not survive. So I was my to finish my point. What I was saying about it, if Satan, because even demons have a soft spot for children when you're demonically influenced. So demonically influenced means that the demonic, the God Christ allows the demon to whisper in your ear, to influence your relationships, your marriage, to affect your health, to affect your all your finances, and all those things like that. So if if the demon can get you to rationalize if you want a divorce or you or your wife wants a divorce, then what it's doing is it's uh, it's it's putting you on Satan's side and taking you away from God's side. Look, y'all, it's only two sides: the side of Christ, the side of Satan. There ain't no fence. There ain't no thing. Ain't no fence in this. Ain't no fence. Saint uh, Faustina Kowalski who is a mystic in the church, had four visions. The vision of hell, before hell, no, the vision of uh, of heaven, a vision of hell, of purgatory, and of heaven. 
and a vision of heaven, uh, of, of hell, uh, before heaven and hell, where she saw this huge catechism of people, of priests, of bishops, of pastors, of mothers, of fathers, of men, of women, just falling into this big, huge hole of catechism as they danced along a path that they thought was so great. The other path she saw was a path of thorns, people walking in it. They look really, un, they really, they, they suffered. They were very unhappy and they walked along the path with all these obstacles and thorns. And when they got to the end of that path, there was this huge light. And that was the beatific vision of being with God. Okay. So this is why I try to get you guys to understand is do not allow Satan to twist your mind and to rationalize that divorce is okay when you know that it's not. Because why? If, if divorce was so great, why does it harm so many? If divorce was so great, why does it harm so many? Why? Ask yourself that. So, number one, real quick, there is a very high chance that there will become that, that your children will become divorced as well. So, if you get a divorce, there's a, a very high chance that your children will become divorced as well. Number two, during holidays, having to go to separate houses. So, your kids got to go to don't know what house to go to on holidays. Or if they're young, we got two, two houses and we got to go over here and over there. Number three, being thrust into Stepkid status by their parents' new hubby. How many times have you seen a wife? She gets a new man. All of a sudden, the kids or the, the man's calling your kids daddy. Woo, that one hurts. I've been there. Number four, being made to choose between who they want to live with. This is from hell as well. This is a travesty. To make kids choose who they want to live with. 14 and 15-year-old kids who are not ready for that kind of decision. I don't care if they're 16 or 17. Kids are not ready, 12 years old and stuff. Kids are not ready for that kind of decision. We should never put that kind of burden on our children. You know, next, um, let me see. Oh, number five, being emotionally and psychologically damaged for life. Don't get it twisted. Your children will be emotionally damaged for life. They will. They will. They will not be have a foundation. They will not be settled. They have a problem with God. Believe me, all this stuff, man, it's a reason that scripture says that we, even in case of of um, even in cases of infidelity, we are not allowed to divorce. We can separate infidelity in, uh, with infidelity, but we cannot divorce. Why? Because people change over time. People will change. A man will change if he gets help. So when he changes and he tries to come back and the woman already got another wife, another husband or today, another wife, <laughs> right? Today, another wife, it's very complicated to bring, come back together. Although she might want to come back to her changed husband, it's almost impossible now if she's married to somebody else. Okay. So that's the, that's the first five. So now we are on to the rest number six through 12. And then I have a bonus which was given to me yesterday. So I had to add it. Oh, I have a call. Boy, that person called. That person did that real good. Right when I was great, go to the news. So good. I'm glad you called, caller. I'm going to bring you on right now. Hold on. I got to change my scene. Give me a second. Don't hang up. Hello? 
Hi, Jerry. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Good. I've been, uh, excuse me. Uh, I've been listening to the show. Um, and you're talking about the topic of infidelity, infidelity, and how even that shouldn't warrant a divorce. Um, now, what? How much is too much? Is what I'm asking. How much is too much infidelity, or how much is too much? I'm not. I'm sorry. Oh, if so if you find out someone's been cheating. Oh, okay. How? I mean, it's not a one-time thing that I discovered, and I've got six kids, and uh, I'm not sure what to do here. Okay. Beautiful. Great question. So what I'm going to say is going to hurt you a little bit, but just try to hear the logic of it, okay? Okay. Okay. I assume that we're talking about a wife and a husband, so we must understand when a woman when a woman marries a man, which means what? She's agreed to give her mind, heart, body, and soul to a man for the rest of her life. Okay? This is why marriage is so important. People think I can live with this person forever and then, or we can we can keep testing it out, but see, women inherently want to be married. It's, it's even in scripture that Eve will now be, you know, she would now be, you know, um, uh, she needs to be, she would be called to be married. She will have this, this pool to be married. And so when a woman marries a man and gives herself to him, she does not want to go out and give herself to another man. Unless the man, unless, wait a minute, you gotta, you gotta understand, you gotta understand that even though she has, the reason she's doing that is to get her husband to get on his job. There's never a, when when as a man, what we have to do as men is this. When things don't go right in our home, the first thing men do these days because we weak, we look outside, we look at other people. Well, it's what she did, it's what our kids did, it's what my job did, it's my boss, it's my parents. We never look at our look in the mirror and look at ourselves. What you have to understand as a man is when things go wrong in your home. You got to fix yourself first. You fix yourself and then your family will follow you. Right now, the person you're talking about, that person, she's not allowing that man to do anything in that home because she's unhappy and she's miserable. And she feels that she can be more happy away from him than she can with him. But you also got to realize it takes two to screw up a marriage. No matter what. The man is the one responsible for responsible. Now, the wife, we know she has problems. We know she has problems. What she's doing is completely wrong. But if the husband doesn't change and get his act together, no matter what it is, the way he talks to her, the way he makes love to her, the way he, he if he's praying for her, if he's on his knees, he's going to mass, whatever. He's if he's if he calls her name, doesn't listen to her, if he neglects her. Women don't leave because this is what I said before. Women don't leave because they want to. They will. They leave because they feel they have to because or my husband doesn't listen to me. He's not changing. He's not making me happy. He's not helping me. So this is why I try to get men to understand is 
what we have to do as men, because look, man, it happened to me. What you're saying happened to me. My first marriage, it happened to me, man. And I had to look at my, and then as my second marriage started happening to me again. So I got, at, 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 there has to come a time where I got to say, hey, man, what's the common denominator in all this misery? It's me. It's me. And so what happens is once you get a better relationship with God and you understand how to communicate with your wife better, that she enjoys talking to you again, that you guys have a good time together, you start to draw that man, that you start to draw your wife away from that other guy. Because I'm going to tell you, those rebound relationships, man, she's doing that because she's trying to, she's not fulfilled as a woman. Remember, women are emotional. So if they're not sexually fulfilled or they're not fulfilled as a woman, which they, those two things go together, they will start to be unhappy. In your marriage right now, if, if, if you're what I'm, we're talking about, the emotional connection in your marriage is gone. And you as a man got to start to work on yourself so that you can get that emotional connection back and draw your wife back to you. And it works. That's why this is why you have to we have to as men look at ourselves, man. Then that takes away our wife's ammunition. She can't say you did this, you did that. Because you know why? Because you're fixing yourself. You're getting a better relationship with God. You're better. You're being a better husband. You're being a better father. You're being a server in the family. You're getting Satan out of your home. No more pornography. No more masturbation. No more. No more not going to church and all this stuff that is taking our taking the husband away from God. And once you become Christ in the home, this will draw your wife back. It's going to take time, but it will happen. What do you think? I think you're missing the point. Okay. Okay, fine. <laughs> to I'm, be honest. I'm here. Okay. I mean, I mean, the completely healthy relationship, happy relationship, no, no signs of any problems. I work hard. She stay at home mother. I give her freedom. We, several vacations this summer and nothing but happiness. I find on her computer what she's hiding from me and paints a different picture. Cause, cause I don't you, think I don't see any coming back from this, from what I've seen. Okay. If I said it over the year, you'd, you'd get taken down off YouTube. <laughs> right. Believe me, ain't much I haven't heard, but look, man, this is, this is the problem of men. This is what I mean. You know, you're proving my point. You think everything's great. You think, oh yeah, we're having, we're going on vacations. I'm going to work. She's a stay-at-home mother. She's so happy. She ain't happy, dude. She ain't happy. You probably don't even. You guys probably can't even hold a regular conversation with each other to even talk about deep stuff in conversations. You know, you know the thing. The thing is, I'm I'm, get, I'm taking advice from a guy who's been divorced twice. I'm done. What's wrong? <laughs> see guys this is what i'm saying he's a good man but he, he doesn't understand see this is how people are these days if you don't agree with them if you don't agree with them then you're the enemy i'm trying to help the man to improve himself he's saying that his wife he's saying that his he thinks his wife is happy but everything she's doing is saying she's not he refuses to look at himself because he's Mr. Perfect. Men think because we go to work and we, we got, first of all, I have not been divorced twice. Where you know that from? <laughs> I've not been divorced twice. My first wife died. 
My second wife, we've been together for 21 years. Great be 22. But anyway, that being said, I don't want to go into that. But look, look, fellas, of course, see, the reason people, me and the reason women love me and men hate me is because I understand. He said, I don't understand. Oh, yes, I do understand. I understand that I, what I have to do as a man is fix myself. I got to stop looking at the world and thinking they're the, the world's the problem. No, the world ain't the problem. I'm the problem. I'm the problem. And as long, this is what I mean, men are delusional. That's the kind of man that will never join my program. You know why? Because he don't have the humility to. He thinks, he thinks that everybody, he thinks that everybody else is the problem but him. He just proved it, didn't he? Well, my wife is, my wife is happy. She, we go, she's a stay-at-home mom. I go to work, I provide, we go on vacations and we laugh and all this stuff. Yeah. And then she goes behind his back and, and gets another man on her. On him. Why is she doing that? Because she's miserable. She's miserable. This is why we have, this is why as a man, you've got to be like Christ. And Christ is this. Be a man and look at yourself and then fix yourself and get yourself together. Then you would draw your wife to you. Because listen, rebound relationships are what they are. That's another thing that he just got to understand. He said his wife had multiple infidelities. So what is that telling? That's telling me, that's telling me that his wife has a lot of rebound relationships because they don't last, right? This is why I tell men, when your wife is messing around, you can't, when that, when that, that, when that rebound relationship is over, dude, you can't, when, when that's over, you can't be the same man that she left when that relationship is over because she's just going to go get somebody else or get nobody. And this, and, and this is what you got to understand as a man, dude, that your wife is looking for you to be the leader of that home. And whatever you're doing, your wife is not happy. So this is why you have to talk to her and get in and, 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 and be with her and understand her and, and have conversations with her so that you guys, so that you know when these things are happening and you know when your wife is unhappy. But see, guys think, I'm just go to work. No, it's not going just going to work. If it's all about going to work, then, then that's all anybody would just do, go to work. So look, man, I, I listen, brother, I really, I really do feel sorry for you. I really have empathy for you. I really, really do, because I've been where you are. And I'm telling you, any man that has humility will see what I'm saying is the truth, man. They will. They will look at themselves and go, man, what am I doing? Let, let me, what am I doing to cause this? That's what a real man does, isn't it? All right. So enough of that. I got a caller, another caller. And um, maybe this one will hang up on me too. I like when folks hang up on me because you know what the, the first response to truth is? Anger. I'm doing my job. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Hey, caller, how you doing? Good morning, Jerry. I just had to comment on the caller. <laughs> um, humility is the main thing that you have to do in marriage. Since being in the program, I have sat back these last 90 days and realized what I didn't do in the marriage, the reason why I'm in the predicament I'm in now. Now, what this caller didn't realize he probably didn't hear the nagging or 
she was giving the little, so she might not have been nagging. She might have been giving a little son on hit. Baby, I need this. Baby, I need this. You're not doing this. He thought the vacation, the laughing and talk. Women is 20 steps ahead of us when it comes for them to step out. And that's probably what he didn't realize. He didn't realize none of this stuff and probably just stumbled upon some stuff that's probably been going on a year or two. And now he's all emotional. And like, when did this happen? I thought, I thought, all that thinking and thought is the reason why he feel the way he's feeling the reason why he hung up. Yeah, I just, the thing about it is, man, I don't really blame him. I get guys like that all the time. They, they're in hell and they're in such pain and they don't really know how to get out of it. You know, I've, I've been going through myself um, since I've been reflecting and been going through a lot of crying spells. It's because now I see what she was trying. She was crying out for help the whole time. Now, did I hear it? No, I didn't. You know, most of us that's in the program, we all saying the same thing. We didn't hear the cry. We didn't hear the cry until we seen that bag zip up and they going out the door or the word divorce came up. And we like, what in the Sam Hill just happened? I thought, I thought, but that's, the, that's what's messed up because we thinking and we thought that everything was okay. We never took the time to sit back and pray. The first thing we had to do, if we was praying every day over our spouses, you probably wouldn't even have a job right now, Jerry. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, but guess what? That we was brought up in sin. When it, when it went back to Genesis and Eve did what she did with the fruit, we came into a world of sin and we've been cursed ever since. But it's how you get up and brush your knees off and deal with it. What's the first thing the good book says we're supposed to do? We're supposed to repent. We're supposed to forgive. We're supposed to pray. If we do mm-hmm. those simple things in that order, we will be good. But I'm learning. I'm, I'm here to, to testify. This is my testimony. I'm learning. I went through something this morning. My wife blew up on me this morning. Um, she lost her. She thought she lost her handbag. But guess who got blamed for it? You. It, I got blamed. Yep. I got blamed for it because she's still angry. Even though it was something she did and misplaced, I had to calm her down. But guess what I had to do right when we was going through that? I had to stop and pray real quick because the old me would argue back with her. Like, you always losing something, blah, blah, blah. I was like, no, I know she's angry. Anything that happens, I'm going to be to blame for if she loses her keys. Oh, you did this, blah, blah, blah. You're trying to sabotage. And I would have never did nothing like that. She knows this, but she's so hurt and so emotional. We got to get past that emotional aspect. Our women are most, I don't care what creed, what race they are. They all are emotional. Yeah. We got to learn how to appease to that emotion. And the best way to appease to that emotion is pray and yeah. sit back and listen. Yeah. And I'm learning that, Jerry. I'm learning that. You got to listen. Listen and learn. <laughs> and what will happen is over time, you know, what it is is, man, your wife and many otherwise, they have all of this bottled up and they felt that they couldn't tell you. And this is another key that your marriage is good. When your wife can tell you even the bad stuff and the good stuff, and she doesn't believe you're going to blow up on her and go off on her and get mad at her, your wife will then start to be able to tell you anything, just like you'll be able to tell her anything. That's the mark of a good marriage. And that's what people, I just that's, learned. And that's what people I, don't understand, I, that the mark of a good marriage is that when your wife has a problem, she shares it with you. This is why being best friends is important. That's why I would like to ask that guy that 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 got mad at me, like, are you and your wife best friends? You know, he's because, not mad at you. He mad at himself. Yeah, and I he, felt you're that. right. I shouldn't have said that. He, he ain't mad, mad at himself. He's right. not mad at you. He mad at his situation. And a lot of us right. can feel like that. Yeah. That situation 
And you know this, you went through it yourself. You that situation to make you emotional and things that you you would say some stuff that you can't take back. Yeah, you know. And, oh, and I find myself. That's why I had to get in my little quiet spot because little small stuff will start setting me off because I'm going through this with my wife. This is emotional. I, I, it's making me now more realize how much in love with her than I than I was. You know, than I was telling her. Right. This stuff that's going on now have me have my body like I don't feel safe. I didn't know how much of a safety net she was to me because I was taking it for granted. I didn't know what all she was doing. For, I knew I seen what she was doing, but was I acknowledging what she was doing? They want acknowledgement. They want, hey, baby, thank you for this. I, I just automatically assumed that she knew that because I looked at her and keep moving that I accepted what she's doing. She looked at me like, you just put me up on a mantle. I'm a trophy piece. You didn't acknowledge the trophy piece. Come dust this trophy piece off. I'm like, wow. So, <laughs> you know. And so the thing about it is, is we've got to understand that if we, as a man, take responsibility and get our home in order and get ourselves in order and, and we become Christ in the home, you know, which a lot of guys don't even know what that means. And I'm, and I'm sorry, we don't have time to go on that today, but Christ in the home means you serve. You're the leader. You serve. You create an environment in your home that your wife and your children and, and yourself can grow psychologically, emotionally, and, and, um, and um, spiritually. Um, and then but you know what, when, Jerry? when that happens, when that happens, things start to things start to flow better. But it takes time. If you're a guy and you've been doing things the wrong way for 20 years, it's going to take time. It's not going to happen in a month. It's going to take time for you as a man to really understand what needs to be done. And the more you pray and, and grow closer to God, God will give you the knowledge and the wisdom to be able to lead your home properly. You know, a lot of people don't realize they're in pain until pain surfaces. You yeah. know, that's just like he didn't know he was in pain the whole time. He may have been in pain for three, four years. All he seen was what his eyes were seeing. He didn't feel nothing. He was just going through the motions. That's what a lot of us, and I know you can say that too, we went through the motions of our marriage and everything, but we wasn't feeling our marriage. There was pain the whole time, and we just didn't feel it until we seen that bag get ready to go out the door. Yeah. Look, man, I was, it was a time in my marriage where like my second marriage with my wife that I haven't been married to for 21 years. There was a time in my marriage where I would just lose my temper. It was many years ago, but it didn't matter. I would lose my temper. I thought that if I got mad and, and, and went off that everybody would do what I say, do. Yeah. They do what you say, do, but then they scared of you. Yeah, they don't want to talk to you. They don't want to talk to you. They want to bring anything up to you. They they scared of you. So everybody in the house is like really like tiptoeing around you. As a man, you don't want everybody in the house tiptoeing around you, especially your wife. That she's that she's scared to bring anything up because she don't want the anger. And so this is one of the things. And one of the things I started doing was first of all, I started doing the Divine Mercy. Um, you know, the Strike Your Heart first Fridays because that is known to curb the anger of a husband. Um, the other thing is, um, I started uh, praying for the virtues of meekness, humility, and, and patience. So, and man, and I go to adoration for that. And I'm telling you, man, it's been so many years. I came, it's been a really long time ago, but man, when I came out of that, dude, I didn't even realize I was out of it until one day I'm like, man, I didn't get mad at that. <laughs> and my wife 
talk to me more. She opened up to me more. She didn't hold things from me. You see what I'm saying? That's the proof that you are being a good leader in your home. Your wife will sit you down and talk to you and let you know what's going on. And the kids will tell you bad stuff. And because they're not, they know that you're going to be empathized with them. You might have to lecture them, your kids or whatever, but they know you love them. Your wife knows you love her. So they'll, you can have conversations and stuff. You see what I'm saying? Right. And that's what it is. So we, we can't take the conversation. It's just, it's that pride thing too. You know, especially if we feel it's negative, we don't want to hear that. We always want something positive, but you got to go through the negative to get the positive to get the growth. Yeah. All right, man. Well, I got to go. I got to try to get these last few uh, marriage divorce things done. I mean, uh, kid divorce <laughs> things done. So, hey, great call, man. Thank you, man. Thank you again, Jerry. Yes, sir. Bye-bye. All right, fellas. So what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and uh, we're going to march on. Uh, we didn't even get <laughs> we didn't even. Oh, man. Oh, man. Y'all going to be mad at me if I do that. I, I, I got to go ahead and do. Remember, this is a call in show. So we have three calls today. So that took up a lot of the hour. <laughs> so um, I'm I'm deciding if I'm going to go ahead and do the next the rest of this. But then I don't know. I will be here till 1130 or something. <sighs> Let me think. Let me think. OK, well, let's just go ahead. So number six. Uh, so number six, the parents stop disciplining the children properly trying to be their friend. So um, what does that mean that the parents stop disciplining the children to properly to be their friend? So when when the when the divorce when the uh, wife wants to out or wants divorce and they split up, then the parents, like say the kid, uh, the, the mother lives in one spot and the dad lives in another spot. Then the kids don't get disciplined anymore. The kid, everybody's trying to be everybody's friend, you know, and then of course the mother and the father, they overdo the gifts. They overdo a lot of stuff, but the kids, the kids want a discipline. They want to be, they want to show that they're loved and you know the kid will do something wrong, and we overcompensate for 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 because we feel guilty about our marriage being split up, and so that's one of the things that we've got to be you know very cautious of. The next is number uh, number seven. The kids are at the daycare longer and more often because the mother has to work a lot more. Yeah. Women don't realize if I split up, they think, well, the father, he's just going to take care of, he's just going to take care of, I'll drop the kids off of him. He's going to take care of it. But no, that's not how it goes, man. If your wife moves out of the house and she's going to be working a lot more, ain't she? Because she got to pay that rent. She got to pay, you know, she's got to go to work and get food. And the kids are going to be at the daycare center a lot longer. So the kids will get traumatized. I don't care what anybody tells you. People who homeschool their kids are warriors. They are. They 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 understand. First of all, you don't want a six-year-old telling your kid about sex in public in schools and in daycare. And the longer our children are in daycare, the worse they get. They get psychological. It's been proven that our children get psychological problems being up in daycare all day long. Some kids are in daycare 12 hours a day. Think about that. Okay. Uh, number eight, the children feel unloved and neglected. The children feel unloved and neglected. That is terrible. The kids, and that's another thing. One of that, uh, 
uh, Juan gave me my bonus uh, yesterday, but this kind of goes along with that. The kids start acting out because they feel neglected and loved. Their parents are, are split up. And so the kids don't know what to do. They're like, do I love him? I don't, do I love her? You know, it's very traumatic to the children. Okay. This is why I say, if you love the kids, stay together, man, stay together. And it's really, it's about learning how to communicate. And, and I know that sounds easy. It's not easy. I'm not going to make it sound easy as, as a lot of my guys in the program tell you, because when you're in the habit of communicating a certain way with your wife and she's in the habit of communicating a certain way with you for years and years and years, it's very hard to change that back. Okay. Number nine. Um, oh, number nine, the wife will begin to encourage the children to gang up on the big mean father. This is another thing. It happens time and time again, Right. The wife, she's unhappy. She moves out. The the uh, the or 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 the or the husband moves out. And I'm gonna tell you, if you're a man, never never move out of your house. Okay, never do that. Okay, but anyway, you know. And then the mother, she needs support, right? Remember we talking about the support thing. So what does the wife do? She tries to commandeer the kids, trying to make the kids her buddy, trying to make the kid her friend. And we're gonna gang up on we're gonna gang up on daddy. You know, he's mean and, and all this. Why? Because she's angry. She's upset, you know, and so she's hurt deeply. So she needs support. Right. So she's got her divorce friends, her single friends, her probably her people at work on her side. And now she's got the kids against dad. Right. It's terrible. Number uh, number 10. Uh, oh, and number nine. And so the kids over time. They're, they start to resent their father. I can't tell you how many guys I've had in my program where it's like that. The, the, and so what I have to do is teach the men how to build a relationship with their children outside their wife. Because the wife is, is commandeering the children and getting them to be angry and mean. And then the older kids uh, to, their, to their father. And then the older kids are the worst because they saw a lot of the stuff. And so to me, it's very sinful to 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 get a two-year-old, a four-year-old, an eight-year-old, a 10-year-old, a 12-year-old child to be against his father. Now, of course, the wife will say, I'm not doing that. That's a lie. That's a lie. She is doing it because the kids are being mean. They will answer the man's phone. The man, he's paying the cell phone bill and he calls his kid and the kid don't pick the phone up. Now, the kid wasn't acting like that before. Okay, so um, number, number 10, the kids will never get to see their father because of an unfair visitation schedule. All right, fellas, this is one that's a big one. You ain't gonna, if will you, when your wife or you involve big daddy government in your business, you are not going to see your kid. You're not going to see your kid. I tell every man, if your wife is from Australia, or your wife, her family is in Arizona, and you guys live in New York or something like that. You first thing you got to do is when your wife's talking about moving out or getting the first thing when she files divorce. If your wife first thing when she files for divorce, the first thing you do is you go to the court, you get a, 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 a order of stay against your wife where she cannot take the kids out of the state without your permission or the permission of the court. Think about it. If your wife is from Australia, dude, 
And she's like, well, me and the kids going to Australia for a vacation. You can't come. Oh, really? Even if you do go, dude, you get in Australia. Uh, your, your wife got the kids in Australia, man. And she don't bring them back. What you going to do? What you going to do? You live in New York. Your wife's family's in Arizona. Hey, we going to Arizona. You going to Arizona? Yeah, we be back. Yeah. Then you can't, you don't see your kids because your wife didn't move 15 states away. You can't see your kid. Listen, when I did that to my first wife, I was 30-something years old. I, I was dumb, but I wasn't that dumb. My wife was from New Mexico, and we lived in Indiana. And she worked for United Airlines, dude. She could get on the airplane with my kids anytime she won't go anywhere in the world. Anywhere in the world. What am I going to do? I ain't rich. I can't I can't get on an airplane and go uh, to to uh, New Mexico anytime I want. So which and then my wife was Native American. So she's on an Indian reservation, which made it worse. I'm a black dude walking out on Indian reservation, although they know me, they don't know me, right? <laughs> well, hey, I could tell y'all some stories about being a black man and married to a Native American girl on Indian reservation. We could talk about having another podcast on that one day. Somebody would have called and asked me a question. <laughs> I could tell y'all some great stories, but the, but that's the deal, man. All kidding aside, don't play games with your kids, man. Don't play games with your kid. Don't let your wife commandeer your children, man, because you have a right to your, you're a man and you have those children just like she did. And you have a right to those children. Another thing is what will happen is when you get a, 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 a agreement, the court, man, you're going to get as the father, you're going to get one day a week. I can see this state after state. You're going to get one day a week with your kids and every other weekend. And your wife's going to give them the rest of the time. And then if you want them to stay, so you got to pay alimony, you got to pay alimony. And then that's, that's another third of your check. You got to pay child support. That's another third of your check. Huh? You ain't got no money left, do you? This is why that guy that called here, he don't understand where he really's at. Because if his wife decides to divorce him, she's going to take all his money. And those little six kids, she's going to take them too. She's going to take his 401k. She's going to make him pay for a lawyer. She's going to pay for a lawyer. And guess what? She's a stay-at-home mama. So guess what? The court is going to make him pay for everything. Man, this is what I'm telling you. Get mad at your wife. Not looking at yourself and fixing yourself. Not getting with God. You're going to screw. You're going to lose everything. You're going to be in a little apartment that costs $1,000 a month, one bedroom apartment by yourself without your kids or your family. This is why people think divorce is better. It ain't better. Man, if you're a billionaire or something, and you don't really care about your kids like that, but if you're a normal guy that loves his family and loves his wife and loves God, man, this that's a miserable, that's a miserable scene, ain't it? This is why you need help. You cannot get out of this crap by yourself. I sent up a guy in my program yesterday and I told him, he's like, well, what about lawyers? I said, dude, we're going to help you with all that. You car. He was so happy. <laughs> he's like, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to show, you're going to be talk to a lawyer for free. Of course I am, dude. That's how we roll at the Catholic alpha radical uh, uh, program. That's how we roll baby. <laughs> but my point of it is, man, Men don't understand. You can't see out of your own hell. And so what do you do? You keep 
you got this stuff in the running your head and you can't see your way out of it. And the guy that called today that is angry with it, like Juan said, he's angry with himself and he probably is. He's, he's not really at me. He's just angry at a situation. And I know that. Um, but man, I just want you guys to understand, man, even if your wife is messing around, dude, you've got to handle this really careful. Cause today the society is not that they're really on the woman's side or your side. The government is on Satan's side and on money's side. Basically, people that file for divorce are suckers. They suckers. And the government knows it. You two can't get along? No problem. Come on through. Give that lawyer $10,000. Give that other lawyer $10,000. Pay these uh, two, $3,000 in court fees. We'll take up all your time. You got to be off work. You got to do this. We're going to take all your 401k. We're going to take your kids from you. And we're going we're gonna to take your check. As a man, what else you got but God now? As a man, what else you got? What else do you have? This is why I'm trying to, I'm trying to get you guys to understand. I'm not talking because I'm some dumb, fat black boy that don't know nothing. I've been doing this for eight, nine years. And I'm telling you, the stuff that's come through my program, man, you would not believe it. But I've had this the way even, listen, even if you don't get your wife back in my program, guess what? You, you, your life, you, you understand how to create a better life for yourself. You understand that you're going to survive. You're not going to get taken advantage of in court. Like Scott, Scott, the dude that calls, do that dude been to court 160 times or something. He, he beats, he kicks the court's butt all the time because he refuses to let the government control him and his family. That's just how he is. And that's how I am too. But man, me and him have had many discussions. Scott has taught me so much about the court system. And I have a lawyer that's a part of my program, too. So the point of what I'm saying is, man, you can't allow divorce in your life, man. It's not what you think, man. It's not what you think. And then you got a wife that'll come to you like, oh, yeah, you got a wife that'll come to you like, uh, well, let's just do this without, without arguing and fighting about it. Or let's just do this real amicably. Yeah, I'm a dude. I don't want a divorce. I'm going to just give you all my 401k, all my check. I'm going to give you all the cars and all the house, the kids and stuff. And I'm just not for fight for that. I'm just going to let you break up our family, not say nothing about it. Just let you do what you want. That's Satan, dude. That's Satan. Okay. So that's what I'm trying to, I want you guys to please try to understand, man. This is a thing close to my heart, dude. This divorce thing and this, this kid thing, man. I'm just telling you. It's not, fellas, you do not want a divorce. And if you do get divorced, you need to learn how to deal and fight that battle. You know, you can't do it by yourself. Look, your lawyer, when you hire a lawyer, that's a good thing. But you got to know the white lawyer to handle. I've had guys in my program, I say, hey, man, just go talk to three lawyers, but don't hire nobody. I can't tell you how many lugheads come back to me the next day and go, well, I hired him. What you hire him for? Don't do that. We got to talk about it. And then the dude, the lawyer is so bad. The door don't care. The lawyer just was like, look, man, it's a cookie cutter system. And it just, and then the dude just gets so trashed in the court battle. And I don't want that for y'all, man. I really don't. You know, and so this is what I'm saying. The divorce is not what you think. You've got to fight it the proper way. Okay. Um, because the states don't care about your marriage. They don't care about your wife. They don't care about you. And they really don't care about the kids either. Okay. Next. Um, 
So it's an unfair schedule for the father. And so be careful. The kids will never get to see their father because of an unfair visitation schedule. Three more, y'all. Number 11, the children, no matter how old they become, never get over the separation and destruction of their family. We've talked about that one, right? Yesterday and today and the first time. Man, I'm telling you, we never get over it. As a man, as a kid, I'm still a kid when it comes to my mother and father, right? I'm still that that five-year-old kid, that 17-year-old kid that my, my mother and father split up, you know, you know, here's how my father told me. I didn't even know my parents were splitting up. So me and my father, I had a, you know what, man? My father had a lot of faults, just like I do, but my father loved us. He loved us. He loved us. He loved me. And so, like, when I was younger, I think I was in high school or something, like 13, 14 or something, we would go play basketball together, me and him. And so, one day he said, hey, man, that's my nickname in my family, man, M-A-N-N. That's what everybody calls me in my family. Say, hey, hey, man, let's go play some ball. Okay, dad. So I'll go get my stuff on. We walk up to the court and we playing. And I'm on, I, I never forget it, man. And this is another thing you never forget, right? I'm, 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 I'm on offense. I'm dribbling the ball and I'm, I'm scoring on my dad and stuff and he's scoring on me. So I'm on offense. And he says, well, I got to tell you something. Okay, what, dad? What's up? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm whooping your butt. And now you're going to tell me, you're going to tell me something so I can't win. <laughs> he goes, uh, he says, well, me and your mother, we splitting up. What? We are. You are. Yeah, things ain't going right. And you know the story. Y'all know, y'all know the story. And man, me and my sister, we just couldn't believe it, man. We was hurt. So that was the first time they split up. We we're in high, I was in like early high school. And then me and my parent, me and my mother, and my sister moved to a little small apartment. And then my father moves wherever he moved. But my dad, he would always come over, man. He would always be over there and stuff. And, you know, we had a good relationship still. But I'm just letting y'all know, man, it ain't like you. It ain't like you think, man. It just ain't. Um, me, me and my sister, it was only two of us and we never, I was, I'm the oldest and we just never got over it, you know? Um, and over the years I tell my mother, I was like, Hey mother, mom, that's your husband. Don't be, I, that's your responsibility, not mine. She, and, and she would always say that ain't my husband. I was like, mama, yeah, it is. <laughs> and we heard how this little thing back and forth. So number 12, the kids see the arguing and fighting between their parents who refused to take the disagreement outside and away from the kids. And this is kind of what Juan was saying too. Like, you know, people arguing in front of the kids and stuff, you know, and of course you're going to, you can, you know, you can do little petty stuff around the kids and get a little, you know, frustrated stuff. But when it really comes to you guys disagreeing and stuff, you want to take that away from the kids, man. Uh, because like go outside or something. And, you know, because the kids, they remember that, but people always think, well, we can't get along, so we're going to so we're gonna uh, divorce. No, that's not why you divorce. You just be an adult, and you take, if you guys start, you got a disagreement, you take it in the bedroom, or you take it to the park, or you get in the car and go talk. You know, the kids ain't got to hear adult situations. It's the same thing about letting the kid decide who they want to live with and stuff. You know, um, you, that, that's, you don't put adult decisions in the hands of a child. It, it damages them. All right. And the last one, the bonus, the kids act out in school and at home and in society. It's because of the situation of the divorce. Think about all the young men, you know, that are in prison in boys school. I mean, in juvenile, um, they get in trouble in school. 
you know, they might get arrested or something, but they get in trouble in school. You know, their grades are bad and go down. And the girls, too. You got, you know, listen, our kids don't start out. Uh, our kids don't start out degenerate as degenerates. They don't. Society, us and the parents and the society makes us that. That's when you hear people say, well, my parents are divorced and I'm okay. No, you ain't okay. You ain't okay. You know? Um, and so these are, it's like clues with your wife. Like, I teach all you guys to start paying attention to how your wife moves. If she's feel, not feeling well, if she's feeling down, if she's depressed, you know, if she's not hurt quite herself, you know, these things will start to give you an indication of what's going on with her. If you, if you start being a master of your wife, a, a master of uh, your wife and how she looks and feels and how she, she does things that way, you know, when things are wrong, just as when she knows when things are wrong or for the most part close. Okay. You know, um, a lot of guys don't look at their wife. A lot of guys don't analyze their wife. They just go, well, she looked like she'll look herself today. I just go to work. You know, you can't do that. It's your wife is your beloved. You guys are one flesh. She's part of your, she's part of you. You are part of her. And if your wife is something that's bothering her or even if she's in a good mood, you should know that if something's wrong with her, you should ask her what's gone, what's wrong. And don't take, never take when you know something's wrong with your wife, never take, never take. Well, nothing. When you sitting right there, you know, something's wrong. You know, something's wrong. And what you do is you say, baby, I really want to know what, tell me what's wrong. Can I help? I just want to help. I don't want to. Get on your nothing. I just want us to, I just want to know. And then your wife gets used to telling you things. And then she starts to realize that you are a comfort to her, that she can come to you and she can, she can lay her head on your shoulder and, and you guys can talk, you know, and that's what you want in your marriage. But it takes time to rebuild that if you've lost it. Okay. So with your kid, it's the same thing. Analyze your kids, especially the young ones that are 17 below, like analyze your kids, knowing something's wrong. Be willing to sit down and talk to them and have a discussion and, and get them to open up and talk to you. You know, you'll be surprised, man. Once your kids know you love them and, and, and then they'll love you, they'll respect and love you back. And then when your kids get older and they're 18 and above and they're their own man and their own woman, they'll still come and talk to you as their father. They'll still come and talk to their mother. Of course, your mother, the mother's going to still be the, the heart of the home. And most of the time, they're going to go to the wife because that's her job, right? To, to be the nurturer of the home. But your wife's going to do what? Your wife's going to tell you all the problems. That's another reason why you've got to learn how to communicate with your wife. Your kids are going to tell your wife everything. Like I, my daughter calls my wife at least two, three times a day. My son last night, he's at work. He's calling my wife, asking her where she's at. How's she doing? You know, that's and, and, and um, my, you know, my son, my other sons do it, too. My son, Mark, is the only one that don't do it. But he's, you know, he's he's like me. He's really he's all he's a worker. He works a lot, a lot, a lot. But my point of what I'm saying is. As a father. You want your kids to go to the mother, even when they're older, because she's the nurture of your home. And then what happens is when the real problems come, right, then they come talk to you. <laughs> Dad, I'm bankrupt. Dad, I'm great getting evicted. Dad, I'm really losing my car. Dad, me and my wife, great get divorced. Then that's when they come to you, right? You go, well, I always get the tough stuff. <laughs> 
<laughs> but that's good. But during that time, what does your mother, what does the mother do? The mother filters all the love. This let's, look, your, the mother filters all the love to from the children from your to the from the children to you. So look, man, like this is another thing. Women, look, the reason I have you guys fix yourself, and the reason I have you suffer and sacrifice so much right now, and if you are in a good marriage. Is because once you do, your wife will give you 10 times the love that you gave her. And she will spread your love that you give to her to your family, to your children, to your parents, to your church members, to your friends. I told a guy the other day, look, man, if your wife is not shouting to the world what a great husband you are and how much she loves you and she's drawing the kids to you, you got marriage problems. You got marriage problems, man. This is why a lot of guys don't understand. Your wife is not your buddy. She's not your co-worker. She's not your partner. She is your beloved. She is the one that makes your home what it is through the love that you give her. You are so freaking important and you just don't know it. This is what this is about, man. God has given you a special power to serve and lead your family if you understand how to do it. Your, and, and once you give your wife all the love and, 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 and make her priority number one and make her special and make sure on her put her on the pedestal and you get that grace from God, your wife, once she understands that and that grace from God kicks in your family, what will happen is your wife will spread your love to your kids and she will draw those kids to you. Okay, dude, I'm not saying it's going to happen tomorrow. But that should be your dream right there. That should be your dream, dude. Again, if you are a man and your wife is not shouting from the, from, the, from the mountaintops how great a husband you are. He's such a great provider. Oh, he loves me so much. My, my husband really cares about me. This is how you know that your marriage is good. If you and your wife can have a, darn convers a simple conversation about sex, how are you going to have a conversation about anything else that's worth anything? Okay, so bring it all together. Divorce is pure selfishness. No one in this country believes in divorce until they want one. Then it's all out war. The couple even lies to themselves and say they want to do this civil. But it usually never happens that they that way, because if they can't communicate and get along during the marriage, what makes them think they can get along during the divorce? There are too many hurt feelings and resentments. The couple in the end only cares about their wants and their desires, and big daddy government is no better. The government just wants them out of the courtroom and out of the system. They take their money and split up their assets, damage the kids, and shuffle them away to their miserable lives. The couple then believes that they can just find another so-called love of their life to replace the spouse they put up with all of those years. But the problem with that theory is that things will never be any different because the crappy spouse left and still and will still be crappy with their new hubby. And in all of the chaos and confusion, who gets hurt the worst? 
gets treated like a tennis ball at a tennis net. The children who didn't ask for this don't want it and just want a mommy and daddy in the same house going to church and loving them. Bam. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. All right, all right, y'all. We are back and we are done. I broke a rule and went past the hour. I shouldn't have done that. It's now it's now almost a half past. <laughs> but I want to get that show finished um, so that we can start a new next week. Again, just to re- review, remember that divorce is not what you think. If your wife has filed for divorce, you have to learn how to fight this. You got to fight it on three battles. You got to fight it through through prayer, suffering, and sacrifice. You got to fight it through learning. Um, you got to fight it in in the get you, uh, fight it in the court system, and then you have to fight it on the the last front. Is you have to fight it with you learning how to be a better man and a better husband, so that you will draw your wife back to you. Okay, look, hey man. It's it's easy to go out and get a divorce. It really is. Believe me. And I used to think that I'm like a lot of I was like a lot of people that I thought that if if your spouse messed around on you, that is that is a um you are allowed by God to get a divorce. I I thought I really thought that. Well, that's because you know that's what I want to think, right? <laughs> I want to feel better about it. But now that I know the real deal and what divorce does and it harms society and it's a sin against God and it it doesn't please him. And I don't want to go to hell because I got divorced. You know, um, we as men have to figure out how to fight this and and have hope in trying to get our our marriage back together. Um, And once you know these things. It's it's and you know that I'm in this, then this is what I've got to do, you know. Um, and you've got to figure out a way to get your wife to understand that you still love her, you care, and you're doing your best to make it better. And then over time, be consistent and persistent so that she really can see that if I come back to you, that you're not gonna treat me bad like you did before. And another thing that men don't realize is. Women, they 
they really don't want to leave. They really don't. They just want to be happy too. And if they, if this, a lot of the stuff that women think and feel is in their mind, like their husband doesn't really, he does love you. Your husband does love you. He just doesn't know how. Most men, when it comes to relationships, they don't talk about relationships outside, out of their mouth. It's all in their head. And so one of the things I have to teach guys to do is you have to look what's ever in your head. You have to let it out on your wife so that she starts to trust you and know you and know what you're thinking and know what you're feeling. Because she starts to feel that you if you she starts to feel that you resent her. And once a woman starts to think that, then she starts to go, well, why am I doing this? Why am I here? He doesn't care about me anyway. So this is why I want you guys to try to understand that you can beat this and you can it can be better than it was, but it's going to take time. And if you're willing to do it and be obedient to God and love him um, and love our Lord, love your wife and your children and, and, and begin to sacrifice yourself for them, you will see your life will smooth out. All right. With that with being said, we end with a quote, as we always do, from Pope Benedict XVI, which states, Society offers you comfort, but you weren't made for comfort. You were made for greatness. Now go forth, Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is up on you. Fast, pray, and prepare for battle. Thank you for listening in today. If what you heard helped you in any way and you would like more personal attention, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior marriage coaching. And remember to join the Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast as a caller or listener every Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern. To join as a caller, dial area code 313 Radical. To join as a listener or view the live stream, visit the Catholic Alpha Radical Live Facebook page or visit CatholicAlpha.com for Catholic marriage help that actually works. Bang!